0: one of the campaigns we did for oh, okay. Nice. yeah they were criticized uh, as being like a um, a boys club okay yeah but by, by one of their okay prospective client
1: so how, how does a prospective client say you guys are a boys club
0: <laughs> I don't even know yeah because uh, pretty much of the architects I think then uh, it was like mostly males yeah uh-huh. yeah and uh, but they had to tell us that no we, we actually facilitate and empower even uh, females as well okay who want to go and study architecture uh, in different okay. institutions, so they pass through they do their gap here at uh at a, a tracker design workshop okay yeah, so when they were criticized, then they said to us, uh can you design a, a magazine advert mm-hmm. uh saying that we're not a boys club mm-hmm. that's that 's what they gave us, so we, we had to you know research um into you know uh, the the gender issue like in terms of the uh, the building or whatever. Uh, environment. Okay. Yeah, they call it the built space within the built space, and uh, it's a worldwide uh, 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 issue. Uh, the gender issue in uh, the built space is everywhere mm. across the world. Yeah, even in terms of salaries, you might have the same qualifications, but females uh, maybe get paid less. Okay. And uh, their perception in in a uh, in, uh, uh, and how they are treated when they do like site visiting. Is also an issue. Okay. So we said, no, a magazine advert is not enough, doesn't offer engagement. What if we can tell uh, a story of empowerment? What are you doing, guys, to empower, you know, uh, females? Mm. Yeah, they come here for gap year. They go to different places. So then we had to tell the story through the, the lines of their three female architects. Mm. Yeah. So we did these uh, interviews as well. Okay. Very, very simple videos, um, just them telling the story, what inspires them, what you think about the future of uh, uh, women in, in architecture. So it's design. Yeah, It was for Troika, yeah, oh, Traeger. yeah. Traeger Design Workshop, design workshop. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so we also did like a, a mini uh, prospective, a mini prospectus, mm. so that um uh, if they need to go outside, you know, like field trips, you know, and reaching out to to different parts of the country, they can distribute those uh, prospectors to kids. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of kids, uh, young girls, like in uh, disadvantaged schools, um, they didn't even know that these careers exist. So from an idea of a magazine advert, it became like an empowerment drive. Fascinating. And that Yeah, is just so what branding so is, right? that's that's the aspect of storytelling. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so when you tell stories, you know, you generate you generate what we call um, okay, I hope I'm correct. End media, okay. <laughs> end media, and uh, through through telling stories, you're not hard selling. Um, uh, it's more of a corporate social responsibility, if I, if I can say, but okay. it has huge benefits to the brand, you know, through brand mentions and all that. Okay, yeah, that's
1: so part of the layering of the brand. Yeah, so thank you for. Coming into us, uh, what is it? Five minutes into the conversation, <laughs> uh, but that's good. I-, I think starting from a reference okay. one is usually good to start from. Okay. So my name is Valentine Wamba, I'm the editor. at takes him today with one design, and I promise that I would never introduce my guests anymore because it's just like I'm joined by, and then they, they continue. My name is. And like oh, okay. okay. So I'll let you introduce yourself and uh, tell us what you do and where we are. Very nice space, by the way.
0: Okay, thank you. So um, this is Honor Design, um, we're a design uh, practice yeah. based in Mount Pleasant. Um, and uh, i 'm uh, sherman Baloy, i 'm the creative director at Honor Design, so um, we pretty much do everything uh that puts uh, the brand in the best uh, uh place possible okay. in terms of uh you know uh keeping its promise to its uh you know stakeholders custodians so how we position ourselves is that uh, we strive. Uh, we we empower brains to keep striving for better in a connected world and uh, i think brains are connected Mm -hmm. we live in a global community so um uh, branding in that aspect i think it's um it encompasses a lot it's physical it's offline it's sometimes it's uh sound so uh, branding lives in um in many places okay yeah so
1: that's a very loaded uh, description of what branding <laughs> is and uh, yeah. I, I, i'll try to keep up um, okay as I, I, i'm a dilettante in branding i'm kind of reading as i go along just okay to okay yeah yeah the anatomy of what makes a brand uh, how to build a brand or no, not how to imagine a brand okay how to put a story behind okay it. so you, can you give me like a definition because you guys have been around how long has honor design
0: been around so we've been around for like a this very studio uh, i think it's now four years okay yeah but uh i think the company's about six seven years yeah
1: so it's, it's you know it's about, let's say in and out
0: in and out, out. like I personally uh as a designer uh, i i think uh just certainly about 14 years okay in the industry yeah okay yeah
1: All right so a brand so a brand is it's a very how can i say it's a very scary term yeah, to say is, what is a brand, and someone then imagines this massive, like you imagine massive, Nike's yeah. and Adidas, yeah, and Apple's yeah. and all that as brand. Yeah. But in the local context, how would you describe a brand, like a local brand? What what do people in Zimbabwe, or at, let's start from the from the designers' perspective? Mm. What do designers imagine when they're in Zimbabwe and, and they say, you know, I'm, I'm working to to redesign or redefine a brand?
0: Redefine a brand. Uh, I think a brand is a sum of many, you know, uh, components, if I can say um but uh, from a local perspective i think sometimes there's a misalignment in terms of how we use the term brand and uh, a, a brand is not uh a, a design it's it's how the user perceives maybe uh, a company so as the owners of the brand as the stakeholders we never define the brand so the users in this case the customers are the custodians of uh, of a brand so a visual mark merely identifies a certain brand, mm. but it, it's not the brand. So um, through different at, uh, touch points, customer touch points, you know, they get uh, to interact with the brand and they have associations with that kind of, uh, with that brand. Mm. So, and they're the owners of the brand, not really the company. Okay. The company, they have a business interest, <laughs> and uh, customers, uh, they want to to solve their problems. Mm. Uh, we look at Econet. Econet is a brand. We look at uh, Coca-Cola. Though it's a global brand, but I think it's it's got a big presence here in Zimbabwe. Mm. And um, I think Coca-Cola have done well to sort of like capture people's imaginations. You know, just saw that uh, happiness, uh, you know, uh, big idea. When we talk about the big idea. And uh, maybe we can talk about that later, that uh, uh, brands, uh, they have a defined purpose and they have a big idea, they have a legacy that they want to imprint uh, on customers, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, we usually spend our time in the startup world, so startups and small emerging businesses. Mm -hmm. And I had a podcast, what was it? Two two months ago? A month ago, two months with uh, John and Elizabeth Mourinho from Zarora. Oh
0: um, yeah, I know. I know. John is is a brilliant designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that always that. saying I, I need to I need to sit down with this guy and yeah, just he, talk to him. Yeah, he's,
1: he's really 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 good at what he does. And yeah. The company itself is, is yeah good. yeah. Um, from a startup perspective, a startup, or if I don't get the definition correct, but if I do, it will put it up on screen. Mm. Is a business that, uh, is a is a business of concept that will grow beyond the, the initial founders that will grow into something more established. So yeah. examples yeah. would be like you know Twitter for example, mm. was a startup and then it became an established company. And John said, the one thing that startups don't do is prioritize brand strategy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I don't know, what what do you make? So I, you, you, before we, we went on air, you actually t- told me about the startups you worked with, mm. and that's the part where... It- is that how how close does that align to your experience in Zimbabwe when, when when dealing with startups and the concept of brand brand
0: strategy? I think I think the concept or the idea of, a, of the process of brand strategy um, it's 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 commonplace like um, amongst designers, but uh, selling that idea to to business owners it's, a, it's difficult, mm. and uh, mm-hmm. because brand strategy is, is quite a process. Um, you need a uh, commitment from all stakeholders. Uh, if it's a startup, obviously the owner of the startup and uh, his partners or her partners, they need to commit to a, probably a series of uh, workshops or maybe uh, discussions. Um, but uh, people don't take it seriously locally. Mm. Yeah, I've, we facilitate uh, brand workshops. We call them brand alarming workshops here but it's, it's the same as a strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the few ones that we have done, uh, when we look at the design result, it's been fantastic. Yeah, it, it carries um, a big idea that you cannot achieve without uh, uh, having a session, a brain strategy session.
2: Okay.
0: So I think it's important, but uh, local startups sometimes, because of budgetary constraints and time and commitment and not really appreciating uh, the the you know the the importance of uh, and and impact of actually having a brand strategy so sometimes they they tend to just uh, so okay, cannot don't i just need a logo it's fine but uh, you said a logo
1: is, is like it's just a mark it's just it, a it's mark not, yeah it's not, it's it's not. not. so I, i'm curious to know um, because sometimes it's difficult to translate to founders and, and CEOs and mm-hmm. and um and even you know, a higher management of a of of a company or a startup of the importance of what a brand what what a brand strategy or brand session brings or uh, it might not necessarily be, you know, rebranding, but in a sense um you know, finding that alignment in, in, in branding. Uh so my question is twofold. for but I saw what the first part is how, how can they see the benefits? Because in most cases these guys are numbers guys. They want to see data mm-hmm. that backs mm-hmm. up this mm-hmm. or that. So I'm curious, how do you then describe to them them, uh, the the elements that say this is going to help you in this respect?
0: Yeah, what we do, we normally put a a proposal. So that proposal also has a few case studies. Sometimes the case study, it could be um, a a client that we, we, we had with that kind of process or that we facilitated. But at times it could be uh, an international case study. Um, I always like to uh, show people uh, why this process is very important. And if you look at companies like Airbnb, um, even uh, Uber itself, uh, Apple, so these are companies built on on uh, on on uh, a bigger purpose. Um, there's a common uh, quote from one of these guys. Uh, I think it's Simon Sinek. Mm. Uh, he says that people don't buy the what, they buy the why. So um, beyond what you do, what is your purpose? What is your bigger, bigger uh, legacy as a brand? And when you connect with that, I think it becomes easier to scale up your brand across all marketing channels because once you have a uh, uh, an agreed perspective in terms of the purpose, you can align all your, your communication as a brand and start st- telling stories that bring that purpose to light. Um, and we, we put that kind of stuff in, uh, in our proposal, and we always say that design is the end result mm. of a strategy. It's like the iceberg model. You know, you see the, the top, mm. but the bigger, bigger supporting structure is hidden from our eyes. Mm. And I think brand strategy is like that. No one can say it, but its impact is holding the Kamban together.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. That, maybe I can put it that way. Okay. That's a
1: nice way to put it. Is that mm-hmm. it, it's only, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's it's only getting, what you then see visually is a culmination of the mm-hmm. communication, the work, the yeah. conversation that happened behind the scenes yeah. to then come with this story. Mostly mm-hmm. it's... I, I don't know if I get this wrong all the time, but for me, brands are not logos, emblems, or stickers. It's yeah. stories. It's stories, it's, yeah. It's, I, I reminisce to the Nike ads. Um, mm. They just do it. It's an action. It's, mm. it's, it's an actual action. It's not, yeah. You know, the, the, the the swoosh. It's the swoosh is now associated as how to identify Nike, but yeah, it's the feeling that you then get from yeah from the story that was communicated. Yeah, so interestingly, I, I wanted to know about so branding. If I'm not mistaken, has two fronts. Mm-hmm. There's the external stuff what we see and in the internal stuff. Yeah. So my conversation with John and and Elizabeth I got a little bit carried away because I was excited mm-hmm. and okay. Uh, <laughs> into, um, into yeah. the internal aspect of yeah. branding. So what, what? How do you? How would you define internal branding in terms of a company's um, I
0: structure? I think I think internal branding is uh, very important. I think uh, it should be the first in my case mm. because um, once you identify the purpose, now it's easier to. Uh, uh, you know, take it through your your employees. Uh, but in terms of branding, for me, it's about the culture. It's also about because you know, if you look at uh, Nike, for example, they have a brand manifesto. And I would like to believe that manifesto. Yes, it's there on their website, but it's more it's more meaningful to its employees. You know, having a manifesto as a brand, I think, is one of the most important things for your, for your employees, for them to see your vision and to be motivated to wake up every single day and do their best. Mm. So a brand strategy, uh, if it's f- it's followed to its fullest extent, it has all those components, okay, we're going to do our our, our, our manifesto. Uh, I always refer to the Apple manifesto, so I can't recite it here. Yeah. <laughs> I need to check online. Yeah. But I think it's one of the most inspiring brand manifestos. When you're feeling low, when you read that statement of truth, it kind of gives you energy. And and, and that's internal branding. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's for... Because uh, brands have communities as well. There's an internal community. There's an external community. The external community, of course, is the, is the customers. But the internal one is the people uh, that work hard every day behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And those people, they also need to buy into the idea. Okay, where are we going with this? What is there for me? So if if a brand is not clear if it lacks clarity you find that it's going to be difficult to to motivate your employees mm. because there's no basis there's no tangibility for them so branding internal branding is about tangibility and there's intentional whatever uh, uh, strategies that can be put in place to 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 have that kind of buy in from, from employees. What kind of strategies are those that can be implemented? Uh, there's what they call uh, I'm forgetting the term, but it's, it's the same thing that we do for uh, brand strategy. Mm. Then, but there's also one for employees where you take them on 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 a journey of understanding the brand. What do we stand for? What is our culture? And I think the, the, the culture aspect is very important. Mm. Uh, many startups, they don't have a defined culture. So what is our culture? What are the pillars of our culture? And uh, uh, do my people or our employees know that culture mm. as a brand? I think those, those aspects must be very clear from the onset. Mm-hmm. But it's not too late. If one decides, okay, let's do this, it can be done. In
1: the best. How, how difficult is it now? Because it's 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 kind of like a rebrand in my mind that you're yeah. going to your employees and saying, we want to redefine how we do things. Mm. We want to redefine, but we want to be explicit about how we, how we do yeah. things. Yeah. Because now I could be incorrect, but in most cases I've seen, st- some of these things in startups are, it's implied. It's not necessarily said or written down somewhere or codified. Yeah. It's, it's really, you should know. Yeah. Uh, instead of a case of, no, we want you to know and want you to bring you into the brand. So, how do you approach that? Like, how in situations you've dealt with, how have you approached okay. that? That sort of, you know, we want to give like a flesh to what we think
0: we are. What do we think? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's not easy. Um, uh, I've, I've been able to like uh, attend a few master classes online. And uh, I remember one was uh, from an institution in the UK called uh, Future Land and Academy. So these have the, like the base minds in terms of uh, the design business. You talk about the guys responsible for Budweiser, the biggest brands in the world. Uh, they present their case studies. And uh, across the world, it's not easy to sell strategy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a difficult process. But I think it, it stems from, uh, uh, for us as owner design, I think one thing that we do is we do an audit. We thoroughly we thoroughly interrogate your, your brand from all uh, points, aspects, then... Uh, we give you, like, a, uh, sort of like a, um, a, a uh, what can I say, a bad eye view of uh-huh. the potential. And and some sometimes clients come to us and say, guys, we have reached the ceiling, we uh-huh. can't go beyond. And uh, you find that, uh, uh, yes, a brand strategy process aligns uh, maybe the brand in a certain direction, uh-huh. but it, it also gives them ideas of how do we redefine ourselves as a brand and how do we remodel our business. Because right now we have reached this point, we can't go beyond. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we had a session recently with one of uh, um, the local, start- local startups. Um, and uh, part of our session, it includes what we call uh, business goals. So we look at your business goals, short-term, medium, and long-term. Yeah. And then we also look at the efficient side yeah. that you need to put in place. So this talk, we talk about systemization as well, you know, just to get you to automate certain aspects of your business so that you can meet your, your business goals.
1: So that and, all of that is embedded into yeah, it's embedded into like, the strategy itself.
0: Yeah, so that's why we call ourselves our call our sessions uh, a brand alignment workshop. Okay. So it has the purpose. We look at your buyer personas. We look at the buyer experience map. Then uh, we also look at the business goals mm. and the efficient efficient side of things because I think that's very important. So when we did this uh, session with a dear client of ours, uh, the they actually ag- they agree that we need to retool our 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 systems are old our mm. equipment is old mm. if we don't retool we'll be faced out by new competition and it's happening actually so so this is the nature of our 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 workshops they touch on all aspects but of course the first is the brand strategy aspect but we always make sure that we touch on the business aspect as well because that's where the money is. They need mm. to see if, you know, they're making money and if they're safe in terms of, uh, you know, uh, their target market, the business as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so another interesting thing is, um, <laughs> so when you're talking, I just I, I just got the impression that you could be offering the same service as another company. They could mm. be younger than you and you yeah. come into the space, right? And how they beat you is not necessarily because their service is better. It could be the same. You could mm. be selling exactly the same thing. But the story they're telling about their brand is probably more compelling. Compelling, yeah. Then is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you, we, 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 we spoke about storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, I forgot to mention that brand messaging as well. Mm. So, brand messaging now, uh, what's your, uh, your singular um, uh, brand message? And what are the messaging pillars? So that's where the story comes in. And it, a story has got a, a hero. It has got a, a villain. Mm. I don't know what, I'm, I'm not a, a writer. But <laughs> I think those components are very important. Yeah. So we need to identify uh, what is uh, a villain in this case. Mm. Uh, and uh, how do we close our story? What is our resolution? Mm. And there's brand, brand, brand storytelling. And I think it's, uh, it's important that uh, brand tell good stories. Yeah, and if uh, I remember one of the the powerful stories that I remember during the COVID uh, uh, pandemic is the Nike advert. Mm. Yeah, it was just black and white. There was no filming crew, just pictures they took of uh, athletes on Instagram made them black and white, but a powerful message.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, and they told a story people started sharing that uh, piece of story. Yeah. And I think they, to them, Nike, uh, I think uh, athletes are their heroes. Mm. Yeah, And uh, they're at the forefront of uh, their business. They never talk about um, maybe the, the design of their shoe. Mm. They always uh, place experience and the athlete in the forefront if you noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't sell. hey, was well, shoe is, it's got a comfortable sole. Mm. It's nine centimeters. <laughs> made with the best <laughs> rubber in the yeah, world. Yeah. No, no. It's about you. Because yeah. their mission, if I remember, is to make everyone an athlete. Mm. If you have legs, you can run. So that's a bigger purpose. Yeah. They've got a, a commitment towards that purpose. And that's where the stories come from. Yes, it's the founder story, but there's also the brand story. So
1: here's the thing I've noticed that most startups run with the founder story for a really long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: people begin to build a cult of personality around themselves and the brand. The best example is Steve Jobs and Apple, although Apple was becoming its own thing even yeah. when, when he was there. But I find with most local startups, we get to the point where, you know, the founder is the story of the company instead of, no. That story, the, the 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 closeness or the close alignment between the founder and the company has—they've diverged a long time ago. The, mm-hmm. the company has taken on a life of its own. Um, is 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 that? Are my assumptions correct about uh, mm-hmm. about what was going on?
0: Yeah, yeah, level? yeah. And the founder story is very important, but I, I don't know how long it can stretch. Yeah. Uh, um. 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 Maybe it probably puts the brand in a better perspective, mm. if I if I may say. But it's very important to have a founder story because yeah. that's that's what put the human face behind a brand. Mm. A brand wasn't born on its own. Yeah. There were people behind it, and sometimes customers. Because remember, uh, we we live in a in a global community mm. yeah, because of internet, and uh, we speak about connectivity. Connectivity is not just like okay, I can talk to you on WhatsApp. Connectivity is sharing experiences, you know, through all these mediums. And because of that, uh, humans uh, are social animals. Okay, human beings are social animals. Mm -hmm. We thrive in social uh, setups, you know, groups. And a brand can create groups in a way. Mm -hmm. And and for them to identify uh, and say, this brand is approachable, uh, you know, that founder story is very important Mm -hmm. because it puts a human face behind the brand. Mm -hmm. And... I don't think we have enough brands, uh I mean founder stories in Zimbabwe.
1: You don't think we, we it's actually the opposite? It's the opposite. Yeah. I,
0: I don't know many of our founder stories yeah. except uh, probably Econet. Yeah. Yeah. I know how Strive started. Uh I also know a bit of uh you know, group, Mataranyika. Mm. But the rest I don't know. I don't even know how Cresta Mineva uh Zimnat, okay, Zimnat is South Africa, you know, Sandlam and all that. But who is the person behind all these things. Yes, we know that it's Shingi Mutasa, mm. but his, his story is not well articulated um, even on the company. So, I don't know. Maybe I need to check. <laughs> I've never come... A, <laughs> yeah, come likewise. Across, like, I, 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 I've never come across that. So founder stories are very important um, in my view because they connect us to the brand. Mm. It puts like a, 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 a human face to the brand. If you look at Apple, uh, Steve Jobs, when he died, when he passed on, sorry, mm. um, the world was in the morning. Uh, the, the entire world was morning. Mm. Yeah, it's because of that attachment, and uh, the success of uh, Apple is attributed to Steve Jobs. Mm. Yeah, and the brand is now living in its own. I mean, on its own now, uh, it's beyond uh, Steve Jobs. Uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever era. Mm. Uh, but we still feel that this is the guy that uh made made it happen for them mm. if you look at adobe for example i don't know the founder but there's a story about the founder mm. adobe founder many brands uh blue chip brands that we know so i think the founder story is very important um
1: but how long how long does it last for because that, that's my worries now the, you the, then the, you then get an elon musk <laughs> sort of where it's like yes. it's his story and then story. his story is not properly publicized because yeah. he wasn't or from all accounts not really the uh, uh, ragtag inventor he was quite wealthy as a child his yeah, father yeah, is, is yeah, rich Yeah.
0: um
1: I don't know what happened between him and PayPal, and then he got shares yeah. and sold them. So that sort of cult of personality is what I'm afraid of, is that people then begin to build this around them instead of letting okay, the brand yeah. then diverge. I don't know. It's it's something I'm personally afraid of. I don't know how, yeah, um, how practical yeah. that is now.
0: I think I think it must have its uh, uh, expirated. Mm. But yes, maybe you can freeze it somewhere and have it on the website, but not really talk about it all the time. Um, uh, and maybe let the, the brand now to... To evolve from that and become its own, and because a brand is a is a is a human being, yeah, yeah. if I may put it that way,
1: So kind of like strive and Econet, yeah, I mean, that mm-hmm. his story is not now the most central. Yeah, thing it's to, now detached yeah. from Econet. He's but, now uh, the visionary behind. Vision, the, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which I think, but we know
0: that he's the founder, and yeah. he went through these hardships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a story. It's a story of resilience mm. and you know determination. But uh, really, when we uh, uh, interact with Econet? Uh, do we put uh, Stripe uh, maybe in the picture? Yeah. It's detached from that. Yeah. yeah, but we know that he was he was the man. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes his struggles inspired people to stand with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sure over the years uh, the data fees have been the most expensive, even time mm-hmm. But people have stood with uh, uh, Econet.
1: Well, I guess it's the devil, you know. Like <laughs> I, I, I like to term it that way. Yeah. I, um, so one thing about am is, uh, and but might be a light, slight digression, is that mm-hmm. um, I've tried to convey that we have to appreciate the work they've done up until this point. Um, yeah. um, they've done a lot in terms of, um, you know, technology locally um and data prices are not always necessarily their fault Mm -hmm. because again they're working they're forces that are acting on them as well that might be be uh, at a greater degree than acting on an individual so with data price i'm like yeah you know it's it's regrettable Mm. but what else can they do to stay in business yeah uh and as for staying with people i I understand people stay with econet because i also think econet as a brand and i don't know if i'm correct by saying this is that they've built um an ecosystem. An ecosystem, around. yeah. So, you know, Econet uh Wireless Zimbabwe, the, the mm. mobile network operator, and then Cassava Technologies, the sister company, which is now the technology company that has you know, Stewart Bank and EcoCash mm. and mm. or EcoCash Holdings in Zimbabwe as it's now called. Um mm. that alignment. Mm. I think it's hard to break because yeah, the way they built their, their, their company Business, yeah. and then the brand itself, how it's it's, it's mm. like staked a claim on, mm. on everyone. So insurance, mm. EcoShore is there. Mobile money, they're mm. there. Uh, what, Mars as well, I guess? Yeah, Mars. Right
0: I didn't know about Mars. Yeah. It's only recently that, oh, wow, they're on Mars. Yeah. So
1: it's, as much as people want to leave the mm. the you know they have no choice the Econet group ecosystem, <laughs> it's difficult to do it's that. It's difficult because what do yeah. you how how are you gonna get so many supporting structures around that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think I agree with you that uh, um it's it's more like the only available option. Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't have serious competition. I personally feel like um they haven't faced a real competition. Yeah, uh, throughout. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at uh, Net One, uh, Telusau, they're not there yet. Yeah, but imagine if Vodacom was to step in into Zimbabwe yeah. and 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 MTN, that would be a yeah. different story. Much different. Yeah, way. different story. So, uh, Econet as a brand, I, I don't have an affinity towards that brand, mm-hmm. but maybe because that's the one uh, Kanban I've used for my whatever. Telecommunications, ADC data, and all that mm. is the only choice that I know. But am I a fan of the brand? I don't think I am. But, I, but, I don't think they appeal to me, they, they, they don't appeal to my, to my emotions but, as a, but, as a, a customer. A,
1: a, as a function. Mm. And so now I like to term Econet and this family of companies as. NIRS makes no difference to Zesa and Zinwa. They're at that point where, even though you might not enjoy the story, because I I feel their story has been told, they're now the market leader. So they're now pretty much a utility. Mm -hmm. So whether we feel good about them or not, we still need them in one respect or another. Yeah,
0: we we need them. We need them. Um, But I think it's also a question of, uh, I don't don't know how I can term it, is it... uh, Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's near. It makes no difference. To be honest, I don't I
1: don't like banding the term monopoly around. Mm. But the kind of control they have, mm. I mean, what sixty percent base stations mm. they own the majority of the market share yeah. in, in almost everything. And mobile money, yeah. they're like way ahead. way ahead.
0: One money should have hit one million last year, right? If yeah. porters is still reporting,
1: so it's
0: yeah. But also we must appreciate one thing about equity. I think. Uh, they they try to be at the forefront of innovation, mm-hmm. and uh, in in uh, in, uh, in 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 terms of also advancing uh, technology in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Just recently, they launched five G. Okay, they are always the they are, they are always the first ones to do stuff in Zimbabwe when it comes to technology. So is that part in, of their brand space, image? Yeah. Is that part
1: of their brand image now to say Econet will do it first?
0: Yeah, and I would like to talk about Econet. Why? Because I think uh, when we talk about, okay, uh, okay, this whole brand strategy, mm. um, uh, when I was just uh, doing a bit of research and uh, putting my thoughts together, because um, uh, when you look at logos in Zimbabwe, uh, they're from a pictorial uh, perspective. They really capture what I call the big idea. Mm. And and Econet, they rebranded Uh at a at a certain point, hmm. you know, first they used to have that globe, spherical or hmm. whatever yeah. globe, and uh, but their promise is has remained intact, connecting the world, connecting hmm. Zimbabwe to the world. But now they've abstracted uh, that symbol, that you know that swoosh yeah. that represents maybe motion hmm. or maybe the sense of orbit, hmm. yeah, and and they've uh, sort of like okay. Our, our initial logo maybe it was rushed. Yeah, it, it didn't represent our purpose. So let's simplify it further. Mm. Yeah, people have different comments or reservations about that logo, but I personally feel like it's in the right direction in terms of simplifying mm. and uh, capturing the big idea. When you look at big brands across the world, Airbnb, Apple, Windows, they don't talk about what they do. It's about the big idea, and will you get the big idea when you do the whole process of branding, which is brand strategy and design happens to be the end result? Mm. Yeah, I think because they were now in the market, uh, I'm speaking in terms of Econet, mm. then at a certain point, they said, Okay, uh, in terms of our impact, I think this logo. It's more like clip art, because anyone can use that club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that's also the challenge uh I see in uh logos in Zimbabwe. Uh they're more like adverts, if I may put it that way.
1: So, so what would you term that big idea now? Like because to translate this to someone okay. I'm I'm very aesthetically inclined. Mm. So I can imagine, you know, but to someone who's not aesthetically inclined, someone who doesn't understand um what how to Embody something in a phrase or in a, mm. in, a, in a logo. How would you term that big idea? Let's say you're pitching this to like a CEO, CEO who's okay. not, you know, very okay. comfortable things
0: like this. Maybe I look at you guys. Uh, what is your purpose as 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 Taxim?
1: Taxim. Yeah. Well, we're here to inform, educate, and sometimes annoy people.
0: Yeah. So from that, from that uh, purpose, we now break it down and find maybe a theme that we can now represent in an abstract way. Mm. So that theme is the big idea. It's the encompassing idea of the whole brand. Mm. So why are you doing this in the first place? Money is not a purpose. It's, it's not a purpose. Okay. Purpose is impact and maybe legacy. So from that legacy, there's a the big idea now.
1: So if I, if I get you right, it's, mm. um, so, we, it, so we call it what problem are you trying to solve? Is that the same thing, or it's completely different?
0: I think it's, it's different because um, I can come up with a solution that solves maybe waste uh, management. Okay, but maybe my my purpose is to make the world cleaner. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so making the world cleaner for me represents the big idea. Is the overall uh, uniting uh, whatever you know? Um, uh, when you bring everything together, mm. yeah. the one thing that you'd like to leave, this uh, legacy that you'd like to leave, maybe as a you would want to make every Zimbabwean uh, educated in terms of uh, technology. Mm. That's a bigger, bigger purpose. Mm. Yeah. And if you're going to rebrand, you will say that we want our logo to capture that essence. And when you look at uh, brands in the world, they're abstracted. So abstraction is a very important aspect of a, a logo design and it's, it's not the case in zimbabwe
1: so what is it, abstraction exactly
0: abstraction is it's uh if i define abstraction i think it's uh it's uh it's it's ideas that you rep- that uh, i don 't know can how can i define it i think it's abstraction is when you break down an idea into us that's a difficult one. <laughs> I need to check Google, but yeah. but but I'm sure you get
1: the idea. Yeah, from but just a, like a simile of, or or, or an example of what abstraction would
0: abstraction, be. Abstraction. Um, okay, we. Uh, I see that you be frequent uh, the gallery uh, a yes. lot. So when you look at an abstract painting, it's not rea- sorry, it's not rea- realistic. Hmm. So I wouldn't say a portrait drawing is an ab- abstract uh, ah, piece okay. of art. It's yeah. not an abstract. A uh, piece of art is just a theme, uh, and sometimes when you look at that theme as an individual, you mm. got your own definition yeah so so I think in the in the aspect of design and brand design, abstraction is capturing uh, the the story behind the brand or what we call the purpose its its impact. And uh okay. it's it's legacy. And then representing that. Even positioning as well. Mm. Uh like we go back to the Econet example. If I'm correct, I think their 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 payoff line says connecting the world mm. or the world yeah, connecting the world, yeah. Something like that. Mm. Yeah. If I'm correct, please correct me. Yeah.
1: From... Ed will put it up on the
0: screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I think uh the the, the design Company behind that mm. uh, I think there was a trajectory mm. in terms of arriving at that state. It was uh, um, uh, interpreting that aspect into that one singular swoosh mm. or orbit or whatever mark mm. yeah if we look at the Airbnb uh, logo, yeah I'm sure you're quite familiar yeah. with that, even the FedEx one.
1: The FedEx with the arrow. With the arrow. That, with the uh, arrow. Yeah.
0: And the FedEx one is an interplay of uh, what we call positive and negative space. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was intentional or it was an accidental or whatever, you know, uh, an experimentation. Mm. Sometimes in design, uh, because you're, you're trying to find meaning uh, and you happen to just stumble upon something powerful. Mm. And when we look at the FedEx logo, most people can't see the arrow. Mm. But it's an interplay of what we call positive and negative space, and really balancing what we call the foreground and the ground, which is a design principle. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and from an international perspective, I think the world is, 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 is there. And, and, and when you scan logos in Zimbabwe, we are still stuck in selling the what, not the why. Mm. If you scan logos, uh, just take a drive around the CBD we depict what the company does. If it's a shop, there's a shopping cart. <laughs> Let's look at Walmart. Yeah. Walmart logo is not a shopping cart. No. I don't know what they call that. Maybe it's an hysteric uh, or... Uh, uh, I can't describe that. Right? If you look at Windows, they're not selling computers. Okay, it's a computer company, yeah. but it's just like four squares. Maybe those four squares, if you go into the, if you read their open manual... It's it's a it's a concept or what we call the big idea. A big mm. idea is a concept, by the way. Yeah. But that concept now stems from understanding the impact and maybe the positioning of the company. Mm-hmm. But we logos mustn't uh, be pictorial. So when I was when when uh, uh, I was putting my thoughts together, I said that Zimbabwean uh, clients suffer from what I call. Pictorial logo paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. So, so, our logos look more like adverts. Yeah, uh-huh. they're, they're actually adverts. Yeah, what's going to happen if dynamics change? You're mm. going to rebrand, and rebranding is very expensive. Yep. And Econ spent a lot of money rebranding. Mm. Had they followed uh, the, the, the process in the, uh, when they set up. They were going to avoid that uh, costly, you know, uh, uh, rebranding exercise. Mm. We don't. Even, we don't even know how much they spent altogether to rebrand. But I know for a fact for that mark, mm. uh, uh, from from uh, sources in the industry, that was sixty k, just for that mark, which is which, USD USD, which is not much money for a common yeah, like Econet, like yeah. but. Let's look at the impact of that rebranding. They have to change signage, uniforms, and all that. So we're looking at millions of dollars here, yeah, over over years, uh-huh. yeah. So that's a costly exercise. So brand strategy is important because it saves you money. Yes, mm-hmm. it might be costly, like okay, having to to have a brand strategy, but it will save you money in the long run. 'Cause startups they'll evolve and become big companies bigger, like yeah. Facebook. Yeah. You know, from a from a bedroom numb to one of the biggest companies in the world. So
1: so here I'm not, not I'm not tempted to ask the thing is is the consequences of startups not prioritizing or at the very least not seriously deliberating on what their brand is. Because I remember a conversation I had with John, I was like, You have to put your mark in the world early. Mm-hmm. You have to understand what you want to be and what you want to achieve really early to put your mark because the world is getting closer and closer together because yeah, yeah, to bring yeah. us closer together. Yeah. So finally, with a friend of mine he said, I was like, You could actually have an idea for he's got a company that he runs, and I was like, mm. You could have an idea for the company um, that you have in your head, like how you how the brand is brought out or how the company is uh represented, you know, mm. internally by you, the story behind the, the brand, uh, for a lack of a better term. Mm. And in a year, let's say tomorrow morning, someone then, you know, presents that same story you had in your head mm. and is immediately cornered that space off. And now you you get removed from that authenticity of, you know, what what you're going to bring not actually being yours, just mm. now being something you had to improvise on in on the fly just to get, you know, to understand that the space is shrinking. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to startups in Zimbabwe, and yeah, I, I do understand that the Victoria logos is something that, that <laughs> grants my gears. Yeah. And I like the mention of the FedEx logo because it's layered, like we we're saying, foreground in the ground, you then get to see a lot of. Yeah. It it's 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 an experience in itself. Yeah. And yeah. it's like a it's like a treasure. And the first time you see the arrow is like you then realize mm. so that's what they're doing. Yeah, uh, even Amazon is Amazon well. well, yeah. a very good example. Yeah. Uh,
0: I remember uh, chatting to a client, then he said, You wanted a logo and you gave me this description. Oh, that's it, my guy, this is an illustration. Uh, and he, 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 it's, a, it's now a flyer. It's not a logo. Mm. Uh, then I gave him uh, the Amazon ex, uh, ex, uh, example. Then he says, Amazon doesn't have a mark. It's just Amazon. Like but look look below the logo. There's an arrow that links A to Z. What is the big idea of Amazon? What is the impact? Everywhere.
1: They want to link anything to Anything, anything.
0: yeah. So that A to Z tells a story that... We, we can give you anything on our platform. Mm. Yeah, so that's abstraction, by the way. Yeah. If Amazon was branded from a logo perspective, I'm sure you would see uh, this and that on the logo.
2: Yeah, <laughs> or a little truck on the logo.
0: Yeah, a little truck and all that. It's that, That's what we have in Zimbabwe. But the world is moved away from that. Mm. And I think uh, uh, we blame the client's but we also blame the designers. I think our role as designers is to educate our clients. No matter how rigid they are, we but
1: must. We, we, how can you instruct me about my company? That, that, that the conversation then becomes that. Yeah. How can you tell me what to do with what I am trying to achieve? How do you then navigate across that? It's,
0: it's a difficult conversation, it's not easy. Mm. Uh, uh, but uh, in our case, whenever we facilitate a session, it becomes easier to sell uh, abstraction. Mm as as a design approach and they they, they they take it they never disagree and if you look at troika design workshop it wasn't the uh, they had a, they had a, a logo hmm. um, i think there's a bigger logo at the back the back yeah so this is the new logo okay. so we, we, we came on board and rebranded them okay yeah but our 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 concept or whatever our direction was based on the meaning of troika. Mm-hmm. Uh, Traeger, it just represents uh, anything that is like um, maybe in multiple or whatever. I mean, I mean uh, the number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, Traeger, when it started, I think it was founded on three partners. Uh, but uh, anything that is strong fold is a combination of, uh, you know, three or more. We look at a uh, uh, rope, maybe these two, uh, I don't know what you call a and then, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm curious about the Troika design. I see the TDW and I see three lines at the top yeah, coming down. What What's the abstraction in,
0: in, in that? So so the idea was to represent uh, you know, the founding partners. Mm. And, and we thought that the simplest way we can do it and, and also because the logos, they have to be uh, aesthetically pleasing as well. Mm. We'll talk about aesthetics, mm. uh, which I think even some logos in Zimbabwe, they suffer from that aesthetics uh, aspect. They're not aesthetically balanced, yeah, yeah.
1: But ba- balance is a really difficult thing. So I think we can jump into aesthetics because I'm yeah. really curious about how to make something visually appealing. So the only thing I understand about aesthetics in terms of visual appeal mm. is symmetry. Symmetry, yeah. There needs to be some sort of symmetry, a balance of left and right. Yeah. And if it's asymmetry, it's deliberate asymmetry. Yeah. It's not. Um, yeah. It's not a mistake. It's yeah. It's not a mistake. Designers have spent years in school mm. to even make asymmetry look good. Yeah. So in terms of aesthetics, in, in terms of how a company represents itself on a logo. What what are the pointers you'd be looking at to say?
0: Yeah, I think uh, a logo must be, uh, when it's fully done, mm. it must be uh, flexible enough. And uh, for you to get to that uh, aspect, there is uh, okay, obviously the building blocks of a, a very good logo. You look at typography. Uh, in, uh, in our case, people call it fonts. Yeah, yeah. but
1: font, again, is really important because... Yeah. Um, font represents what what a company yeah, is yeah. so like when i bought an uh, an iphone for the first time in 2017 mm. i understood what they meant by typeface like mm, why typeface is yeah. super important and not very
0: many people use the word typeface mm. eh? so uh, we we understand what our clients uh, say when they say a font <laughs> but they're saying a typeface, a typeface yeah. yeah so the choice of the typeface because a type uh, i believe a typeface is a voice So, uh, different types carry typefaces carry different characteristics. Mm. For example, a son serif uh, typeface is mostly used in in the corporate uh, world. Then, uh, when it comes to uh, uh, luxury brands, they use serif fonts you know, the one with the loops look elegant Mm. because they want to sell that larger, luxury aspect. Mm. Yeah, when it comes to posters uh, about, you know, maybe let's say protests and so forth. They use what we call display fonts because mm. they're very shouting, they're huge. So it's the same when you're talking to someone. and someone is standing a few meters away from you, you're not going to say, hey, come here, come here. Because that person won't hear you. Mm. So you need to shout. Mm. So it's the same thing with fonts. And then we also look at what we call hierarchy, visual hierarchy. Uh, what is the most important element that I want people to, to descend from this? That one, it might need a bold a font. Mm-hmm. So a font is a weight. Okay. If I'm correct. Okay. <laughs> so when you when you type Times Roman mm-hmm. and there's regular, there's it, italics, there's bold, that's the font. Times Roman is the typeface. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So now a good designer now can use that knowledge to come up with a good design, uh, and and make sure that aesthetics uh, uh, is are uh, kept, uh, whatever. Intact. So, a, a stat, to achieve aesthetics or to have an aesthetic, uh, uh, okay, uh, balanced logo, it's the design principles really. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't know the design principles, or if you're a Kia Kia kind of designer, <laughs> which means you, you're shortchanging your 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 client, because yeah. what what they, what you give the client is what they accept, uh, and then they will only know that their mark is substandard. Probably when they interact with a very experienced designer, someone who knows, hey, Mm. hey, my guy, there's a problem here. Mm. So, designers must be also knowledgeable. They must be at the uh, uh, forefront of, you know, uh, uh, trends and reading, you know, and uh, being experts in their field, but also educating their customers no, this font is not the right for you. Uh, Even uh, there's a science to usage of colors. Mm. Um, And one, a difficult client recently and I gave up. said, no, okay, it's fine. We can do whatever you want. But uh, when you look at color usage, especially now now more, uh, I mean, these days, mm. uh, uh, because of user experience, uh, there's also accessibility issues, mm. uh, contrast ratios. We talk about uh, contrast ratios. So if you don't know the signs of colors, you can misinform a client mm. and it really... Uh, put up uh, a very bad, uh, uh, maybe contribute to bad user experience, if I may say, uh, because now you are, uh, what can I say? Uh, sorry, the word is just uh, not coming through. Ignorant. Okay. Ignorant to the principles. Mm. So in my view, a designer must be an expert. Mm. They must know their stuff and they must educate the client. Give them valid points. Some would take. Mm. Some will agree. Okay, yes, I, I agree with you. But there are those ones who are very rigid, and I think mostly old people they're very rigid. <laughs> yeah, they they don't want to change. Yeah. But also, when you look at the startup fairs in Zimbabwe, we're seeing uh, uh, nicely branded startups in Zimbabwe. But I think it's because they're exposed.
1: Which 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 brands would you say in Zimbabwe? Which startups uh, in Zimbabwe would you say are branded um, in a way that you would be proud of? As a I'll be proud
0: of. Uh, in Zimbabwe. That's a very good, <laughs> good question. <laughs> but I know there's days somewhere where... Uh, yeah. Fadzi, do you want to help me? Do you know of any brand that's uh, uh, intact, uh, like a startup brand intact in Zimbabwe? You mean like a good... A, yeah, good, yeah. a good logo, like in all aspects. A startup. Uh, like a what? Like a
1: what? Like a what? Like They're actually like... Um, they do social media marketing. Um, Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. Um, I think I know the name of the founder. Um, I've got, I've got, you he's going to be watching this and he's going to get upset that I've got his name. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, that, that's really good. That's a really good point. Yeah, I think I think the way they create their
0: brand is pretty solid. Mm. Yeah. Even the way they set up.
1: So do you, do you have another that you that you can that that you think is really close to,
0: yeah, um, precision
1: area, precision area. one, did it? And they're close.
0: Yeah, I think I, I know that one. Yeah. That one is it's, it's, a, it's a very good uh, mark. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about yeah, we we talk in terms of the aesthetics. The, the aesthetics. Yeah, mm. okay. not the whole experience. Not the whole experience. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I would like to talk about. Okay, maybe in addition to that, yeah. uh, if we look at gateway streams. Okay, you're, you're mentioning people we interact with often. Never mind. Continue. Continue. Okay. So <laughs> so so um uh, I'm in a group of uh you know like uh. Very experienced designers mm-hmm. here in, in, in South Africa. Uh, a few friends, so uh, I told them, "Guys, I'm, 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 having, I'm having a podcast with Tagzim, and uh, we'll be talking about branding." So I, I downloaded the Gateway Stream logo mm-hmm. and the Airground logo. Mm-hmm then juxtapose that with uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and Tidal. Mm -hmm. Then ask them, okay, guys, what are your thoughts on these in terms of uh, the entire scope of design principles? Mm -hmm. And yeah, those logos, when you scale them down, they become problematic. Mm -hmm. So a good logo, if scaled down, if reduced to bare minimums, it remains intact. So aesthetics is not compromising functionality of a beauty. No. Aesthetics is... Really, uh, seeing okay, putting everything into into perspective in terms of you know uh, something that is well balanced, functional, and flexible. So if you reduce the gateway stream logo to its bare minimum, Mm -hmm. it becomes mm, uh, really hard to notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know uh, a logo it needs to live in many different places. Mm -hmm. We talk about application. Sometimes you just need to have your brand mark okay, what we call the, the symbol, not the entire logo. Yeah. Uh, and it, can people really tell that this is, this is gateway streams? Yeah. No, they can't. So we look at the aesthetics. From that uh, aspect, we look at the aesthetic side. I think it falls short. Yeah. It, it needs to be uh, uh, aligned properly um, and maybe stand... Uh, 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 on the same 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 uh, level with uh okay, uh, uh, Spotify, Tidal, and so forth.
1: So, by what you mean by taking to its core elements is that the deconstruction of a logo—that if you're going to e- yes, deconstruct... the deconstruct
0: Sometimes it's like reducing the size. The size. So oh, just okay. just simply Unless simply. I want, I want to brand. Mm. Uh, okay, the branding space in terms of production is not really big, mm. so now I'm forced to compromise, but. A good logo it's never compromised. When scaled down, when scaled up, mm. it remains intact. And that's the very nature of uh logos, the best logos that we have across the world. They're scalable to any size and they don't lose their 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 worst sense, mm. if I may put it that way, yeah.
1: So you just reminded me something about so back in our class in when I was in high school, many mm. many moons ago, um, they, they talked about uh, legibility. Yeah, legibility. When we're learning to do the block, the block letters, that mm. if we were to blow this up, mm. would it still be readable? Mm. Uh, so I guess that's what you're saying with brands, that yeah, yeah. regardless of where you put the brand, like the Spotify logo, whether you put it on a cup or on a yeah. watch or whatever, you still know what it is. What it you is. won't have to guess as to
0: yeah. what you're yeah. dealing with. Yeah. So when you find that uh, if you reduce the the size of your logo and you're having legibility issues... Mm. Then you need to go back to the drawing board and and fix that. So okay. maybe those are pointers that no, I think we need to do things the right way. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes this habit of say, okay, uh, I can get a logo for five bucks. I think that's where the issue comes in. But
1: now with, with branding, is the price is usually a deterrent because yeah. people see and they I, they don't. Okay, I'm going to speak from a person who loves art and who mm. loves this kind of stuff. Is I can sort of. I won't be accurate, but I can conceptualize the work that has gone into making mm-hmm. this what it is.
0: Mm.
1: Right. I can, I can try to imagine how they went through the design and yeah. the consultations and, and the, the, the workflow process of it and everything. I can kind of have an idea or a sense of it. Mm. But since you are in the business itself, can you just to create a logo? What, what kind of steps would you need to go? How much time does it take? Um, oh, okay. just to let's say the inter, uh, initial, initial interview has been done. Yeah. And you have a sense of what the client wants and what mm. you want want to what you want to convey. What kind of work goes into it, and how is that justified?
0: I think uh, our, our process uh, we really design before we share what we call a scap. Yes. So, a style scap is uh, a curated mood board. Um, so, it gives um, a sense to the a design direction. Then we we show the client, this is what we're gonna do. Maybe we give them three options of uh, that mood board. Mm -hmm. It's okay, let's have components of one, two, three. Mm -hmm. Make them into one, and then, okay, you guys can proceed. Because I think it's important to get a buy-in from the client before you even start designing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously, before that, you do your research. I think in terms of time frame, I think uh, in my case, uh, probably maximum uh, okay a month is is uh, is, uh, is is the best time frame okay but because of experience you can make it in a week mm. or two weeks but I, w- I would like to state that uh sometimes design is not confined to sitting on a desk and and, and designing on a computer mm. you know sketching and all that uh when you leave the workplace when you leave the, uh, your 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 workstation you, you you continue to refine the idea in your, in your mind, uh-huh. sometimes visualizing uh, the idea, uh, removing components and simplifying it. And when you come back to your workstation, you've been working all this time, uh-huh. like probably you're in a combi, but you're still working. Uh-huh. I mean, that's our job as designers. We never leave our work at work. It goes with us. Uh-huh. If you're a, if you're a, a, a good designer, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's how, that's my experience. So, but in terms of time frame, I always say to my clients yeah, in the proposal, it's going to take like um, uh, two weeks minimum, mm-hmm. or maybe to a month and a half. Yeah. And even if I come across, if I happen to get the best design, I don't want to show you, mm-hmm. I leave it completely. Because tomorrow when I come back, I'll see a different angle. Then I start adjusting again. So when you come to me and say, "I want the logo in two days," I'm sorry, I can't give you. It's not possible.
1: So a month a month is the time frame. So cost justification is what people yeah. I feel don't quite understand about. So yeah. I, I, I I try to think that I understand the, mm. the stuff that is behind the cost justification because I've been part of the art process in in, in my younger years, and it's not as simple as um, yeah. Is to make it out to be, there's a lot of things you need to understand mm-hmm. and know prior, and this is what doing amateurish stuff. I think you yeah. can even attest since he designs logos on the side. for well, fun. Mm-hmm. It's not fun, right? Like, Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a lot of work. It's yeah, a lot okay. of work, yeah. Especially yeah. it's, it's, it it's like just trying kind to of conceptualize stuff for a client where mm-hmm. they're like, we want it to look like this, but then you
1: also want to understand the business as well and see yeah. what they do and how the logo can relate
0: to what they do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a process. Uh, uh, in the sometimes the first attempt is not the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not it doesn't look good. You need to come back and uh, and and I think uh, for us at Owner Design, um, we have broken down our design process for everyone to see, like internally, because mm-hmm. we, we, we we say no, we should be able to uh, uh, you know get business from any part of the world. And for that to happen, uh, when we design, we design for ourselves, we try to design for the Oscars. Mm -hmm. So in that aspect, yes, a client wants their logo, but it has to be in the best light possible from our perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's the part of, okay, how we refine our logos. If this was a big company somewhere else, Mm -hmm. will it be seen in the best light? We don't want to shortchange our clients. Sometimes our clients come to us and they say, we don't have that kind of money. But we say, okay, we we are building a relationship. Uh, This good piece of work Mm. would translate into more business for us. So give us time and we do our best short. It's not about money, Mm. but it's it's about building uh, relationships and uh, sharing our best work. Because we get work from uh, sharing our, our what we have done. because
1: yeah, if someone sees a logo and they yeah. like who designed that, designed designed that it, yeah. Then yeah, know, it's...
0: yeah. So our design process is 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 well articulated. So these our objectives. Mm. It's it's always for us. Yes, not compromising uh, the 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 client aspirations, their business, and the meaning. Mm. But when we say it's for us, it has to be aesthetically balanced and following all the processes of design and design principles. Then we have also uh, like links where we we get inspiration from Mm. uh, so that we manage time because it's a business. You don't want something that to linger for a long time Mm. when a client is being Less money. Yeah. It's a loss. Yeah, it is. So, we autom- we've we automated that process. Okay. You quickly go to all these links. <clears throat> uh, okay, okay, okay. You gather your ideas. Mm. You curate your mood board. Then you put in a presentation and then send to the client. Please, check check this. Are you happy with the direction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go okay. Quiet. Then we'll do our work.
1: So, it's essentially, okay. it's, it's trying to create something from nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes... Uh, I'll give you an example, but we, we haven't finished this uh, job, so it's a client of ours because there's many aspects of uh, in local design there's what we call monograms yeah. for example, if I look at tagxim um, uh, if I was to use uh, monogram uh, as a as an approach, I would play around with the letter T and z yeah. and see what I can come uh, with uh, what, what I can derive from that um, but also this particular client. Uh, their whole business is built on giving more to their customers. So we said, okay, how do you tie in their monogram plus the meaning? And uh, they happen to use the letter T and M together. Mm. So we used the the plus sign and we used the M sign representing more. And it was a beautiful mark. Mm. Uh, I'm sure very soon we'll be able to show that. Yeah, and when we we show them the whole process, how we got there, they were quite thrilled. They said, "Hey, this this is beautiful."
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, and it's a beautiful mark. It looks good on anything. It can be scaled down. So that's our process, uh, and it it goes back to the whole aspect of connecting the big idea, or the purpose of the of the of the company. Okay. Yeah. So that's abstraction. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't sh- sell what they do. But it captures their impact, which is like giving their clients more options mm-hmm. to reach people, because it's a it's a, it's an advertising company.
1: I'm I'm trying to understand like how you would be able to communicate this to someone who doesn't who doesn't number one doesn't want to spend the money, money for it, and, um, um, yeah. and maybe they can be you know whatever range can be made on yeah. the side for that. But also someone who doesn't who's very, like you said, pictorial uh, about logos. Uh, yeah. I've seen a lot of, uh, there's stuff in my head that I won't mention because, yeah. but it's, <laughs> you can see like, yeah. you're, you're headed towards the direction where you're, you're yeah. <laughs> explicit and literal about what you're doing. Okay. Instead of, you know, so how do you, because this is a, again, you are trying to communicate a business's identity. Identity, yeah. To the public. Yeah. How do you then communicate what you are trying to achieve for the business or in the presentation. Okay. How do you communicate that to someone who might, let's say, doesn't understand it and is honest about the fact that, you know, mm, this, mm, this is not their thing? Mm, mm. Um, and also someone who's apprehensive about it's going to be a lot of money to, to money, do. Yeah, yeah. How can we guarantee that this will have the, the best effect? Best so effect. again, how does this tick the boxes? Is, is this going to make the question is, is this going to make us more money? Is what most mm. people want to know. Yeah. Uh, ROI is a big thing. Uh, mm. how is this going to then bring back the money we've then expended into it are those things
0: yeah
1: there or how, how, how do you navigate that
0: uh, i can't guarantee that you're going to make money from our design but what i can guarantee from the work process is clarity mm. and clarity builds brand equity i'm sure we, you understand what brand equity is. i think
1: i i can i can understand <laughs> it but i think just go through yeah, it and then just, yeah. just describe it
0: so uh uh, brand equity is normally the value that we attach to your brand mm. and investors that's what they look at so if you want to um, build confidence in your brand it has to tick all the boxes uh, uh, do I have a, a positive image of my brand
2: mm.
0: and right. and to build that kind of positive image I think it's a series of many many uh, components uh, like like what we're talking about uh, and I think that for me, that's the most important thing that now you've got clarity, mm. you inspire confidence in your product, right? Uh, I have a client who said to me, I don't want to shop in this shop because their logo looks ugly. <laughs> so I can't vouch names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I know my friends going <laughs> to ask me, but I won't because I won't because it's quite sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, but this is like in Zimbabwe. Mm. You get a customer who says, I'm not going to get into this shop because their logo looks ugly. So, we now talk about confidence, brand confidence. Mm. And brand confidence is about clarity, right? And being consistent. So, the issue of consistency is also very key. We will talk about what we call brand style guides. Mm. So, you never produce a brand style guide uh, without understanding the purpose. And, and the story. Mm. What is our verbal identity as a brand? How do we speak to our customers? Mm. So all those components now come, uh, are now like collected together into a document that we call the brand manual. So the brand manual becomes a living document if you follow through the whole brand strategy process. But if you're just going to design a logo, it's okay, let me create a style guide. You know what? The marketing person for that company will never use it because they don't have any uh, 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 stack in that document, mm-hmm. but if you take them through the whole branding process and they understand their purpose, they understand th- their verbal identity, they can teach even their colleagues how to use their brand when you're not there because mm-hmm. they're now part of they were part of that process so so that's how you build clarity to any brand. Yes, the logo identifies the brand. But the logo also needs a set of laws to govern its its usage mm. and to maintain its consistency consistency builds brand equity mm. so all these things they they contribute um, to a confident brand that maybe attracts uh, uh, investors or bring more customers but to say you're going to make money from that. Mm. I don't know, but what I can give you is, is brand clarity. Clarity. Yeah. But if you want to make money, let's talk about marketing campaigns or advertising campaigns. Okay. What is your goal? I want to make money. I want to increase sales. Now, that's a different conversation. Mm. That's a campaign.
1: But are they both interlinked? So does yeah. one help the other?
0: Yeah. I think they're interlinked um, in the sense that, I don't know how I can explain it, but I think they're interlinked somehow. That, uh you need a powerful brand uh, that inspires confidence. That is a community. Okay, we we'll go back to the uh, uh, buyers, uh, whatever what we call the customer experience uh, journey. Mm. And uh, I'm sure every customer journey, uh, the brand can deploy or the company can deploy uh, strategic uh, triggers. I was I, I want to call these triggers because. If it's a, if the goal is awareness, mm. it's not about making money. Mm. It's about making this product maybe at the front of every customer. Mm. So the strategies that we're going to deploy is to raise awareness. It's not to convert. Mm-hmm. And it, then it's now the consideration stage. Now we now want our customers now to buy from us. Maybe we use an influencer because she's she's that influencer. Maybe has power, his mm. and influence probably million followers, mm. when they see you drinking this water, their have, have followers or his followers will think maybe that's cool. Mm. Let me take that. That's a strategy to encourage people to buy.
1: But here's the thing. I'm, I'm curious to know, someone, mm. ZLG, no disrespect, um, not, <laughs> not, not disrespect, but nothing stands out yeah, 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 not, for, for me. Nothing stands uh, out. So what's the Voss water in the U.S.? Very expensive bottled water. I think. Uh,
0: I think Vivian. Vivian, yeah. Vivian is yeah. quite expensive.
1: You know, it looks premium. Like if you're yeah, going to it, get an influencer to it get looks, on, it it's looks, an accessory. Yeah.
0: It's an accessory. When you can accessorize a brand, I mean, I mean, anyone wants their customers to accessorize their brand.
1: But the, the brand, the brand itself fits the, the class of people that become influencers yeah, and, yeah, and sell yeah. it. And it, it so I, I don't know if this is correct in saying, but I think. From where the world is going now with social media and things like that, where mm. the world is, because I think going is now—it's it's, it's yeah. in the past. We're already there. Um, if you're going to, be, if you if you have an idea of the people you want to deal deal with the marketing yeah. campaigns as influencers or people you're going to hire to mm. to represent your brand, it has to match who those people are. Yeah, yeah. And if it's on the high end, yeah, again you have to look at logo design mm. and you know just how you how emblematic. Your messaging is mm. how you positioned yourself. Yeah. Before someone can put in this. So imagine Kim Kardashian. Again, no disrespect ZLG. LG. I'm like, just imagine, let's say Kim Kardashian is, is the, the. I, one, I don't one think one she would it. take that. You see, it, it, it yeah. doesn't, it, it doesn't suit me. So, even in marketing campaigns with your influencers, I feel, and I don't know, if you can correct me if I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. wrong. Sometimes influencers feel like your brand doesn't mesh with their brand. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. the association that they're like, ah, you know what, you guys are good people, mm. but. It doesn't. We don't. We don't speak the same brand language. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I agree with you. And uh, you know, uh, part of the branding process is understanding your constituency. Mm -hmm. You need to know your people. Am I a premium premium brand or am I a a brand for the masses? If you're a brand for the masses, then go for the people that. I in touch with the muscles. Mm. If you're a premium premium brand like uh, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, um, you're not like Pep, you're mm. not like Power Cells, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you're not like Adkins. Yeah. So the, the the experience is different, uh, the storytelling is different, mm. and the buyer experience uh, map is different. Mm. You find that uh, a lot of premium brands they invest in in. Uh, in uh, the richest experiences, they build these loyalty. There's, they've got a lot of, um, <coughs> sorry, they've got a lot of loyalty uh, strategies that they have. Whereas a mass, a, a mass-driven uh, uh, brand, they're very pushy. They don't care about you know experience. In my case, I mm-hmm. think I think that's that's, that's how I say things. But part of this is knowing your your constituents and how you know your constituents. Okay. Where, where, where do our people spend most of their time? Mm. What language do they speak? What is their mode of transport? You look at the world demographics and the psychographics as well. Mm. So that should tell you what sort of uh, visual uh, tone and verbal tone of your brand. So it inspires, it actually uh, direct your marketing campaigns. So if your brand is for the low-end market, you're not going to use an elegant font for a Louis Vuitton. Mm. It doesn't cut through. Mm. You're not going to use Kim Kardashian. <laughs> you're not going to use, I don't know, a Louis Hamilton. Yeah. Probably you must use Sabu Gwarazib. Yeah. Because he's the one who identifies with your market. Maybe mm. your market is the dollar deals. Mm. So why use Ruvenego uh, Or why use Miss Red? Mm. Uh, the playground is a bit different. So a brand needs to understand its people it needs to understand where uh, its people spend their time. Okay, if, I'm, if this was like a restaurant or cafe, where would my people be hanging out? Mm. Is it pariah or is it uh, kwamerik? Mm. If it's kwamerik, speak the Merek language. Don't try to be a, uh, a friends, whatever, sort of cafe kind mm. of person when you know your people spend time in kwamerik. But
1: here's, here's the thing mm. I'm, I'm worried about is um, I've I've seen a lot of young startups try to be mass market, mm. and it doesn't strike a chord because yeah. they're like who are you talking to? Um, do you know your people? Like what you're yeah, saying? Do yeah. you know the people who who you want? Okay, let's say you don't know the people. So I like to use the Apple example, that when when Steve Jobs designed or not Steve Jobs, but Steve Jobs designed the Apple and the, the mm. architecture. Obviously, very intelligent people went into creating the phone as it was. Yeah. I'd like to think they had an idea that this was not for everyone. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Very, like, very this clear. This is
1: really not... We know the kind of person who wants to buy this. Mm. I think we have an idea of that person. Yeah. So our brand will speak to that kind of person. Yeah. And unfortunately, as a consequence, even people like me who aren't the person that they wanted to buy Apple uh. grew an affinity towards it to be like, oh, this seems exclusive. You know, yeah. let's let's try it out. Let's... So I I, I, I get this feeling and I, and, mm. I, and you've been, you're have in the business and maybe you can correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong that... Most startups companies, but we don't quite know who their customer is. Yeah, yeah. To then speak the language that then attracts that customer, it it feels almost in in some marketing campaigns I've seen a very haphazard approach mm. at trying to strike a chord with people. Mm. Uh, and for me, it 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 is again, what story are you telling with your what brand? Story you yeah. And that should inform the kind of. Everything else down the line, I feel yeah. like, that that should, yeah. you, you should associate with. For example, Apple would, if it came to Zimbabwe, would obviously be in the hands of you know, if it's an if it's Zimbabwean mm. Apple influencer. Immediately, we think of either someone who's very high up in tech, or even Strive Masiva himself to, mm. to to to, to mm. be the the kind of face that, that they'll use because he's recognizable. He fits the bill as a person who mm. would use an iPhone, and yeah. he has the the elegance or whatever you want to call it, or yeah, the,
0: yeah,
1: the the persona for for the brand. For the brand, it's not like they're gonna go to Jar Master and give him and you know put him front there because. Mm. Yeah, no disrespect, but Jamaster
0: isn't is a good example, yeah. So, uh, no, no we'll disrespect. talk about that yeah. now. <laughs> no disrespect, but I'm saying it's yeah. like
1: the crowd that he appeals to, and it correct me if I'm wrong, like Jamaster and Apple would not potentially be the best mix because no, they're
0: not, they're not because they're the
1: people not. who appeal to Apple, mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard a Jamaster song. If they have, you know, mm-hmm. fair enough, but I'm saying Master would be a better candidate for techno idol.
0: Yeah, yeah, because true, true. those are the
1: brands that have positioned themselves in those areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about that coming soon. <laughs> uh, wait, wait,
0: wait, okay, sorry to cut you short. Uh, uh, just on that aspect of Jam Master, and I know that uh, uh, just a few months ago he signed a, a deal with uh, Banker BC. Mm. Yeah, for I think uh, it's one of their money local money transfer yeah, city hopper. City hopper, yeah. yes. um, I was one of the uh, people that cast castigated uh, this move. Uh, when he started mm. that over, and then over time, when I looked at the particular product, I said, Okay, this was a genius move. Mm. City Hopper is a mass market product, mm. it's not for uh, guys that you find. Okay, they might use it uh, like that live in the brook because mm. they've got relatives in the cross, like mm. across the, the country. So they want convenience, they will use City Hopper, but Jam Master might not be their person, mm. but Jam Master connects with a lot of uh, the masses, mm. like, uh, in, like in the aspect of Zimbabwe, because our largest population uh, is in the ghetto and the rural areas, mm. right? The affluent, probably they don't need City Hopper, mm. but maybe they might because they've got a granny living in the growth point. Mm. So I, I thought that was a very good, uh, okay, from the City Hopper aspect, but from the Bank ABC Association aspect, I've got issues with that. Because I've always viewed Bank BC as a premium bank. I remember when they opened, you could not just walk in and open a bank account. They have to invite you to open a bank account. And now seeing this uh, transition uh, into like a mass market brand, maybe it's the new direction to make more money Mm because they've got a very, uh, quite, uh, you know... uh, I don't know what you call him, uh, lens Map or you know, his his marketing strategies are quite different. It yeah. was a Stewart Bank, we Stuart saw the Bank. same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. that's same energy but,
1: and vibe. But Stewart Bank I'm not wrong, by design is a mass market product. It's yeah. it's a it's a cassava, eco you can add group sort of baby mm. that that's bring banking to the masses. So it made sense. Bank A B C as well. I think that I, I wasn't around when Bank A B C was uh, very exclusive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was very exclusive in the initial days, yeah.
1: But I'd imagine it's like um Let's say Netbank Zimbabwe or NMB yeah, yeah. or saying, oh yeah, you know we're now a mass market uh, brand. Mm. When they, it, it, well, I, I I don't know, you know for sure, but mm. they seem to appeal more to the corporate clients, the, mm. the very yeah, wealthy. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they seem to understand the niche. First Capital, for example, mm. bank, seem to be that kind of you know. Yeah, you know, for them to make that kind of switches is. is
0: it's, gonna, it's not going to happen. I don't think Stanbic. Maybe it has happened, yeah. but I don't think Stanbic will have an I mean, association. Like. Yeah, they, they won't have an association <laughs> with uh, a brand uh, like uh, Jam Master. But for Stuart Bank, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We, we we accept because it's a mass market uh, company. But I think for Bank it's it has been a shift for them. And I, think, I don't think people understand that uh, maybe the evolution and also... Uh, the business model that Bank BC has adopted.
1: But the communication to customers is the thing because your yeah. brand is also supposed to be commu- communicate communicated clearly.
0: Yes, it was a shock as well because yeah, yeah. I could see comments on Twitter that people were not, uh, uh, people had reservations about this partnership. But from a, a strategic uh, marketing strategy perspective, I think it was a good move for them to use Jam Master uh, for, they, they could have used another maybe killer T because they all fit yeah. the same uh, oh, yeah. persona. Uh, but it worked for them. But you know what? Right now, my understanding of Bank ABC is that it's it's not my bank because mm-hmm. um, I want exclusivity. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll go to Stanbic. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Because yeah, yeah Stanbic is very understated. It's uncharted, under- yeah. yeah. very understated banks. They are not really out there. Even bank yeah. EcoBank, yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah.
0: yeah. So so yeah, and. Uh, I, I think brands in Zimbabwe they need to understand their people. Like, mm. do you really understand your constituency? Because um, you're an advocate for that constituency. Mm. So, do you know the problems? Do you know uh, the issues affecting your constituency? Mm. What are you doing about them? I and mean, are you are you not misfiring in terms of communication? Mm. Probably trying to talk to people who live in the brook mm. when your masses live. In the ghetto.
1: Or trying to talk to people in the ghetto and rural areas when you're yeah. speaking north of Samora language. Yeah, like they keep, yeah, they, yeah. They won't understand what they you're trying understand.
0: to say. They won't understand. So, so uh, again, to to come back to the point, yeah, brand strategy affects even the revenue, mm. but it's not really discernible. You, you can not pinpoint, mm. but I think that clarity now is very important because once you've got clarity, there's consistency, you build your, your brand equity.
1: Because the example of Stuart Bank is interesting. Because what I did about Jane was it's on Monday or Tuesday. Monday. Monday. Stuart Bank always has a queue. And people always keep coming back. But mm-hmm. it's quote unquote bank revano like POSB used to be back in the day, mm-hmm. so you, it's, it's it's part of the territory. <laughs> That's what you should expect when yeah, you get to to a student get, bank. Yeah. So customer service, whatever, is, is another story altogether. Yeah, but another. I'm saying it's 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 a it's a people's bank. It's yeah. where people go to, to 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 bank. You wouldn't expect to see that at Stanbic, Stanchart, netbank You mm-hmm. won't see that because the, the way they've structured their communication is vastly different. Mm-hmm. The, the, they understand who they're there who to they fulfill are, yeah. and to tell them to be like, oh, yeah, become a mass market bank. they black. Like, no. Nah, I don't think that's really our, our I, thing. I think they're stuck
0: there. They're not going to move. Yeah. Even if they want to move, it's going to be uh, a series of, like, maybe many years, or not so many years, but uh, it might be a shock to their biggest clients, uh, if, mm. I, if I can put it that way. So recently, uh, I went to KFC by Belgravia just to grab a bite. Uh, and... Ever since KFC came to Zimbabwe, I've always seen them like, okay, these are the cool kids of uh, fast food. Mm. You know, they're not in the same category with uh, chicken in mm. and chicken slice. Mm. And they were very smart. Their floors were always clean. But that particular night, there was litter in the shop.
2: Mm.
0: And then I said to one of the the, uh, the wherever the attendants there or um, the assistants, your shop is quite dirty. Uh look at at the flowers okay how can we clean when there are all people standing like she was very defensive Uh but I said no but but you must keep your image intact
2: Uh
0: if there are people I'm sure she can ask for people to move and say okay can I just clean this part Uh but that defensiveness for me was quite shocking for Uh a brand like KFC Uh and to me I said to myself okay it seems like these guys no longer care about customers in Zimbabwe. Their mm-hmm. customer care has really gone down. Mm-hmm. To see a customer defending China, mm-hmm. China Shop, mm-hmm. that was quite shocking. Yeah. And I've always associated KFC as a premium brand mm-hmm. in the in the fast food sector. In Zimbabwe. the Zimbabwean context, yeah. Context, yeah. yeah. We don't have many options, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they sit there. But uh, that particular night, I said to myself, okay, okay, yes, now it's real. Mm. yeah
1: but on the contrary i think westgate kfc mm. they've they try really hard friday, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. try i think it's it's just how that place is structured and i think where it's positioned because i have this whole thing about westgate mm. being one of the best design mall uh shopping yeah. malls in zim and i think it's, it's a there's a lot more breathing space than for example Bulgravia. because mm. second, it's that that entire area is especially friday nights friday nights it's Complete a chaos. Yeah, so yeah. I can understand why, but then again, it's a brand image. So yeah. regardless of what the circumstances are like, your brand manual should tell you the steps that you need to go yeah. through to be able to achieve, you know, this level yeah. of, of, of.
0: And we come back. We come back to the culture, like mm. internal branding. So if your customers understand your brand manifesto, mm. if they make it part of their lives, mm. um, they're willing to defend the brand at, at uh, whatever cost. Mm. Uh, assuming that lady was very defensive mm. about keeping that uh, chiniangerebo, I'm sure she was. If she had the culture of KFC and uh, understand their legacy, mm. she was just gonna say, "I'm sorry, sir, it's quite a busy day, but okay, mm. let me ask someone to clean." Mm. A customer just needs reaffirmation. I mm-hmm. mean, like I don't know what you can call that. Affirmation. Affirmation. Like it, yeah. yeah. Okay. W- yes, we acknowledge acknowledge the problem. And say I'm going to clean it, mm. and then then becoming defensive.
2: Mm.
0: You know, we live in the social, uh, I mean, media, whatever age. Uh, okay, it's it's now quite apparent, uh, and companies have got what we call uh, publicity, whatever uh, departments, mm. uh, if I'm correct. But you find that they no longer have control because mm. one tiny uh, mistake a brand max the power now has, the, um, the power is now with the customers. Mm. I'll just go on Twitter and complain. Yeah. And then a whole series of complaints against that brand.
2: Yeah.
0: And the damage is very costly. Yeah. So employees, they need to understand the responsibility that they have, that your, your, how you communicate about the brand and how you defend the brand have a huge impact on the cost of uh-huh. the brand and the, I mean the, yeah, the cost of the um, whatever the image of the brand uh-huh. so it's very important that internal branding uh, people follow all the steps uh-huh. and employees really understand their responsibility and where they stand with regards to the brand because uh-huh. they, they no longer have control yeah. to be honest because guys take <laughs> you and you know what? There's some hundred customers or, or readers that have said, ah, but I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And this, this happens on, on Twitter a lot. Like people, mm. you then know how, how deep the rabbit hole goes when a yeah. complaint comes. Yeah. And then you see things that have happened two, three years prior, mm. and it affects what you're talking about, brand equity. Yeah. Your, your brand is now compromised. compromised you, you, can't, yeah. you can't then you know present yourself in an image that you'd want. And every stride you'd gained in one in four direction is mm-hmm. now a million steps back, and you know yeah. posting yeah. apologies and apologies
0: and uh man. Ah, uh. I mean, it's the world we live in, but I think brands must do better. Yeah, definitely. I think in Zimbabwe, um, customer experience is very bad. Yeah. User custom, brands, user, user experience is something
1: mean, I've, I've really helped but yeah. especially in terms of apps, uh, app design and mm. them, just apps in general. Yeah, we're still way behind. There are few apps I can say I'm confident in yeah. in that this was well thought out. Yeah, um, But everything else... I was like, yeah. It's no. a copy and paste. Yeah. It's a copy and paste. I think control. it's not a
0: custom solution. Because uh, to, to design really good apps, uh, you have to really uh, understand user experience. Mm. And user experience is not a one-night thing. Mm. You know, it's easy to pull out a, a user interface design. You can pretty much design like a the whole uh, entire scope of an application in two days. Mm. You know buttons, this and that, but the user experience is not because user experience is really advocating uh, the needs of the users and meeting uh, the goals of the stakeholders, the mm. business. Okay, the stock. Who are the owners of the business? So a user experience designer, in my case, f- spends more time with the with the users. Mm. Then comes back and meets the stakeholders and like, guys, this is what people want. Mm. Okay. Yes, you want this feature, but they're not using that feature. Mm-hmm. So it's a result-driven, uh, whatever, strategic uh, process whereby um, you bring people to test the product before it's even in the development stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So that's that's aspect of user experience. I don't think people are doing that in Zimbabwe. People
1: are trying. I, and, yeah, and I, know, yeah. I know a yeah. company that's trying. Yeah. But in, in terms of making it make sense to everyone, it's like uh, I was talking to a friend mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago. And she's basically asking me, like, what would you do if you wanted to design an app? And i was be like, oh, and what is the app for? It's like, well, in this case, features don't matter. Mm. And my response was, well, where are we going to put the buttons? because mm. I know a lot of left-handed friends who have, a, have problems with apps because everything is yeah, right-hand orientated. It's exactly. so like, how do we then make this sit centrally off mm. everything? How do we make this inobtrusive, as inobtrusive as possible? Mm. Okay, in terms of how do we scale it to different size of phones? So in this modern context, there are people with the big, you know, iPhone Maxes and people with, yeah, yeah. With, with smaller devices. How do we then make that make sense for them, for, for the scaling perspective? How is it going to change when we then warp it? So regardless of what you're trying to make people use, What's the usability like? So she, she yeah said,
0: usability is quite important. Stand,
1: start with a blank. Mm. It's a blank of, of of the app, and then see regardless of what you're trying to, do, can you reach buttons? It's mm. something you can operate one-handedly? Something that can get to the point that it's muscle memory. Mm. That when you open an app, you know immediately know where the buttons mm. are, where the, where everything is. And is. Is that what they call the uh, mental mods? I have no idea what it's called. Like for oh, me, it's, yeah. it's just it's just how I conceptualize yeah, things. So just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Can I the the best example of this is the FBC bank app. Mm,
0: I've never used that. I'm not an. It's, it's not the best. Yeah. But in
1: terms of banks that I've used, that I can now operate it subconsciously, or it's now almost muscle memory to operate it. Mm, mm. uh, the the way they arrange the buttons, they understood that airtime is one of the most sought after things when it comes mm. to bank apps, and it's right there. It's not well labeled. Like mm. it took me, I think, a week to understand that that's what it was. But when I found it. It's really close in either hand.
2: Mm-hmm. i mean,
1: really, I don't know whether there's a copy and paste to whatever they yeah. did, but it's a lot better. Even multiple accounts,
0: multiple accounts. Yeah, you,
1: they're, they're on the dashboard very clear. NMB's Connect app, very beautiful, but. Mm-hmm. A little bit too mm. much for me. Okay. Just, just my opinion. I also
0: found that like, the SSI app to be quite lacking in terms of a uh, design. Get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Do not get me started. Yeah, they yeah. need to redo this SSI app. No, Please, they need to reconceptualize.
1: Listen, reconceptualize. Society.
0: Reconceptualize. Yeah. Because yeah, and and again, uh, what you were saying about uh, I don't know what you call it, muscle what? Muscle memory, like muscle memory. Yeah. So those are user patterns. Mm. Yeah, uh, a user experience designer understand the psychology um, of uh, users right how the users uh, uh, interact with an application how they use it so over time they now understand the habit like what you're saying mm. and i think when i when i did my ux um yeah the term we're using was user patterns mm. yeah i'm not sh- quite sure about mental modes what it mean but i will need to check
2: mm.
0: yeah so so like the f f f fbc bank application you you you, you mentioned yeah. maybe it was designed from that perspective that you know they they understood the people in zimbabwe okay users locally that okay this is how it's going to be friendly for them yeah. and it's proven because there's data to prove that so part of user experience is gathering data factual data yeah. and they use many research methods quantitative qualitative and this inform the design, uh, the wireframe. Then the UI will come later, mm. and the development is the last stage. Mm. Yeah, but most apps in Zimbabwe are not designed like that. Then there's a design system as well. Mm. That now, because programmers are not designers, let's be let's yeah, be honest. They're not, they're not designers. They're not. They need your guidance yeah, as, a, as the designer. Okay, they need the the exact pixels mm. uh, to use. So the, the structure and the design. The UI is maintained. But if you leave it to them now, the user experience is not, not going to be the best. So I don't think brands in Zimbabwe, they quite, maybe they might understand the impact of user experience design but they're not keen to invest in that because user experience is quite a process. But it's it's, it's
1: now a whole economy. So this friend of mine was telling me as mm. well that it's it's a whole economy now. It's, yeah. it's a whole market that people are the the, the experience market is now a, a thing worldwide. A thing worldwide. Uh, yeah. I think John mentioned it as well in yeah. the podcast I had. Yeah. But with
0: how, how about Zim, is is the same?
1: Uh, it's, it's 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 not the same. It's because mm. <sighs> I, I don't want to sound mean, but yeah, it's no foods but my brands. Yeah. Is, like they yeah. expect us. To come to them rather than the inverse. Could you know we, you are supposed to look, the company is supposed to look for us, make it easier for us yeah. to, to, to use their, yeah. their, their, their processes. Yeah. Yeah. So even when you look at yeah. USSD designs, mm. like, yo, like, I know USSD is a very simple concept. Mm. Um, you know, star whatever hash, but can you build it into a way that it can then work mm. with, um, with you, with the users in mind? What are they looking for first? How to stack and stagger the the list? How to make it easier to then, you know, do stuff like what banks did with beneficiaries, where an entire process tree is now automated. Mm. If I'm sending. You know, ten thousand dollars of airtime to my mother every month. Mm. That transaction is saved in my SSD. I can then, if, if it's not even the amount, it's, it's the a nightmare. Number. Right now, it's a nightmare. But banks like NetBank, I think FBC, NMB, most of them do it now with beneficiaries mm. that you can then go and then set a beneficiary, and then mm. that process tree is compacted. So I would yeah. prefer to go to <laughs> those banks, yeah, and deal with them rather than which You don't have to enter the account number again. And
0: yeah, to, I think it's the same issue with the Stanbic SSD platform. You cannot even buy airtime. Uh, or maybe a recharge, uh, even buy data, mm. you have to actually transfer money into your eco-cash. Then or bank wallet. And bank it. to wallet. Uh, it's quite a process.
1: Okay. I, I, mean, didn't know, I didn't know that about standby Yeah,
0: it's quite a process. And it's not enjoyable, to mm. be honest. It's quite frustrating. Mm. You know, going through all those steps all the time is inconvenience. Mm. So um, good user experience looks into those issues and say because user experience is part of customer experience mm. you want your customers to enjoy and enjoy the using the product but now you don't want them to be complaining and you know because uh, when they start complaining they now associate that problem with your brand yeah. and your brand perception now kind of like in the negative mm. you always want your brand to be in the positive mm. so I think marketing departments and even uh, the business owners they really they really need to understand what is good user experience, mm. and start to invest in that. I think in Zimbabwe because I don't know why is that we seem to be getting the waste of services in Zimbabwe. It's a problem. My a assumption
1: problem. is this is I think people prioritize launching features over launching experiences. Yeah. I yeah. think you see new feature, yeah, new feature. Then I'm like, yeah, fantastic, but. Is that feature usable? It's like, can I make it, is it usable? Yeah. Like, have you thought it out to the nth degree that mm. every single iteration of the app or every single function in the app, we've gone through it in depth and understood? Okay, how will someone, how might someone want to use this? Exactly. And when yeah. we've come with our, you know, our uh, uh, permutations and combinations, we mm. then focus group it. Yeah, And, focus and see group, yeah, how, focus people group group, how people understand, yeah. how people interact with, with, yeah. uh, with, with So it's in the same sense as, as content creation, so writing mm. and doing podcasts. We would have never been able to have this conversation. Had and I know at so had mm. I not, you know, met you at at uh, Culture Creatives yeah, had we then not gone in the streets and seen what's happening, mm. and then I said, no, there actually is a deficiency with with, with with this kind of thing. So what's the problem? Yeah. So again it's part of... So I'm not saying we've refined our content model to yeah, any degree yeah. I'm just saying you, It's that process of learning. Of, learning, yeah. yeah. Learning. Who are we, what are we trying to do? What are what we are trying to achieve? Do, yeah. And I think that's something that, that uh, yeah. can be shibas themselves.
0: Yeah, and also there's the aspect of uh design thinking. uh It's shaping institutions, uh, businesses across the world. I'm not sure about uh, in the local context that mm-hmm. uh, do business apply the process of design thinking. Because design thinking is built from a user from a customer or user perspective. And then you need to have empathy. Like uh, you mentioned that you had to go around and you see the deficiencies and then you said, okay, this is wrong. Uh, okay, let's talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, part of design thinking is having empathy. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think, uh, maybe I stand corrected, that uh, local businesses really uh, understand what their customers are going through, mm. so there's no empathy involved. I think it's more like a uh, sort of like okay uh, they 'll figure it out they'll use it. they have no option mm. right mm. it's okay mm. uh, no we don't have to it's okay a small budget it's okay they they 'll figure it out okay, leave them leave them like that mm. but in other countries, they invest a lot of time in understanding you know their customers. Mm and really giving the best of uh, user experience i think that's what because we live in a connected world yeah and these apps uh, these brand touch points because an application is basically a brand touch point so it builds into your uh, your, your your perception mm. your brand perception and that affects your brand equity so if the ussd is not well aligned yeah, uh, take research, ask customers questions. Guys, what do you think about this service? Where would you want us to improve? I, I see Zo. sometimes, they have those uh, the surveys. Yeah, and they ask questions. Okay. But are, they,
1: are, they, are they done well enough? I think First Capital as well, if I'm not mistaken. I saw on their Twitter, they had a, mm. a little survey going on. Um,
0: surveys, yes. Surveys. Yeah, but but
1: here's, here's the thing How far, how long can you take surveys? Because my thinking is the surveys are like, please, uh, dear customers, please take the survey. In my mind is like okay, for my use case of the like, if the if it was communicated as we want to make our services better, mm. please help us by asking X amount of questions. Yeah. But they seem shy about you know yeah. asking for
0: help from their customers. I, I don't know what's the problem that we have. I think we much of a copy and paste uh, kind of. You know, doing things. Mm. I don't know if you agree with me.
1: Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I have a like, lot to say about yeah, that. But keep we, we, we
0: go online and see how it's done there, then we copy and paste. Mm. But now maybe it doesn't work with our people. Maybe our people need a different approach. So, yes, okay, see and get exposed, but now come and refine and uh, contextualize it uh, with your people. Mm. Uh, the needs are different, uh, the, the, the tools are different. So does your platform, uh, uh, is it the one that's used by most people? Mm. So then just blanket apply, blanket, apply, blanket, apply. You're going to have problems. And I think that needs to be rectified in Zimbabwe. The only company that I've seen, uh, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a global or maybe it's a regional company Old mutual. Mm. They've got a, one of the best design systems. If you go on their website, you could see their design system and they seem to have like a consistent online image in, uh-huh. in terms of their website. Um, uh, obviously, they're benefiting from you know, improved uh, or maybe developed uh, economies. Uh-huh. Yeah. But in terms of the indigenous companies we have, brands we have, I think they don't quite really uh, comprehend a user experience uh-huh. uh, to that extent. And I think it needs to change. Yeah. yeah, I just hope that maybe the government will, will open up the market and we have some of these biggest brands. Mm. Then maybe one day our, our our indigenous brands will wake up and say, Okay, yeah, we've been taking our people for a ride, mm. but now we need to do all these things. Yeah,
1: yeah, and yeah. that's a good place to, to leave it off because I think yeah. we're we'll good with it. Time, what were we at with time? A little over an hour. <laughs> A little over an hour, Sorry. sort of. <laughs> so, Sherman, thank you very much for your time. Thank, thank you, thank you, you so for inviting much. us to on a design. Um, yeah. This is to hopefully become a first of many uh, in yeah, terms yeah, of conversations yeah. we should have of, of brands. Uh, yeah. But I wanted to just get a general scope since you've been in Zimbabwe for a really long time and you understand the inner workings and you've worked with. Uh, you said Magamba.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've we worked with uh, a, a lot of brands. Mm. Uh, uh, over okay, personally as a designer. Mm-hmm. Then now this as a, as a practice. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we work with a lot of different uh, clients, NGOs, startups. Yeah. Yeah. So but I think our 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 strength is connecting with startups because we're sort of like in the same wavelength okay. of ideas. Just like you, we connect, yeah, you know, yeah. at many levels, and it's easy to convince you to maybe take a certain path. And I think that's the case with our startups. They Sort of like see the future. Mm. And our, our hope is that these startups can become the next Econet of Zimbabwe. That's going to be a tough one to do. But hopefully they <laughs> can do that. So thank you very much for yeah. your time. Thank you very much for inviting yeah. us over.
1: So yeah, we'll, yeah, it's been fun. It's been yeah. enlightening. It's been interesting. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I know two brand podcasts in a row should tell you something. <laughs> There's a problem. Please start fixing it. <laughs>